0: Welcome to the Around the Cauldron podcast, your mystical water cooler where we avoid work and chat about all things magic and metaphysics.
1: You know, the shit you can't talk about with your other friends. I'm your host, Eliza.
0: And I'm your host, Grace.
1: We're bi-coastal BFFs and practitioners broadcasting from Boston and LA, ready to get witchy and woo with all of you.
0: Hello, mystically minded witchy you and know, woo. We are talking this week. Well, we're going back into the extra woo this week and talking about um, star seeds, extraterrestrials, interdimensionals, and I'll talk about you know, the difference or if there is a difference between those three things. Um, but first, we'll start with a special and creative card pull from Eliza.
1: So we're just going to see how this goes. I got to tell you guys, I'm a little worried about it because it's so beyond like what I've actually tried to do, but this is going to be an adventure and we're going to do it together, you know. We're all in this together, everybody. Um, But I wanted to do something a little different because there is so much frustration. I know when I was like a baby witch and I was doing stuff, I was like, oh, man, I'm so broke. I can't do anything. But uh, now that we're older and realizing, oh, wait, you don't need a bunch of fancy shit to do your practice. um, I wanted to try and do a card pull with your basic bicycle playing cards, because originally, that's what people used before tarot was actually designed and out there for people to buy. I mean, typically you can do, I mean, you can really do divination with anything you have. Mm-hmm. Like you can just pick up scraps of whatever on the floor and just decide that you're <laughs> going to throw them and make them mean something. Mm-hmm. Um, that takes a lot of creativity that I personally don't have. Um, but I wanted to try and do a card pull with these bicycle cards and really kind of, see how it feels and show that you know this is the thing that we can do so let's 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 try and do this so i'm gonna do your typical kind of basic three card spread and shuffling
0: and while Eliza's shuffling i'll just um, put a plug in for uh, our tarot episode which we did a few episodes ago so if you guys are interested in learning more about um the tarot and you know how it originated what it's about Uh, check out that episode
1: all right so grace i'm going to ask you to tell me when to stop shuffling oh we got one that came out tell me when to stop shuffling stop okay so here we go so we got our three cards the first one that flew out which we all know what that means uh is the ten of diamonds okay the ten of diamonds We've also got the two of hearts. Okay. And the three of spades.
0: Okay. So two red cards and a black card.
1: Yep. So now, so first and foremost, the ten of diamonds that jumped out of the deck. Let's see what this means because, oh, yes, grace, praise. The gods and goddesses, the ten of diamonds means a change in financial status for the better. (laughs) Spirit coming through with the good messages. Thank you. We needed to hear that because let's be clear, people. We have been talking for the last like week about how broke we are. So
0: (laughs) they're like chill you'll be fine and who couldn't use the gift of more money after the scorpio full moon as well No shit man
1: did everybody else get jacked up by that because i know we got super jacked up by it Mm -hmm. how did it manifest for you grace
0: oh my god i just felt like i was carrying around a giant bag of rocks
1: yeah that sounds pretty that sounds pretty accurate for me usually whenever there's a full moon i'm like really just jittery and like a little on edge and like that coupled with the bag of rocks made me really really pleasant to be around i gotta (laughs) tell (laughs) you all right next card we've got our two of hearts which is (gasps) grace a warm partnership or engagement This is a favorable card that indicates strength and support coming from a partner. I've just decided that means our partnership in this podcast because we're besties. Oh. So, now we've got three of spades. Okay, three of spades. Oh. Oh, dear.
0: Oh, boy.
1: That's not necessarily true. Is
0: it like the hangman? (laughs) man? (laughs) I <laughs>
1: know it, it's actually kind of funnier than that. It says breaks in relationships. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> sometimes indicating that a third person is breaking into a relationship somehow.
0: It hmm. well, doesn't have to be like negative, right? No, no, it's no. And like you're finding like a I don't know somebody like a new friendship or something. I don't know
1: that or like you never know when sometimes you get some you know. Advice from somebody else that might actually be really helpful. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that just like, yeah, like when you get the hangman or when you get the death card or even when you get the tower, God forbid. No. Oh, um, not the tower. Um, it, it, it's often indicative of a thing that can happen that we generally view as negative that doesn't necessarily have to be. Mm-hmm. So, like, oftentimes we think of change in general as being scary and negative and awful when. Oftentimes, even if it can be sometimes, it's really ends up
0: being for the better and ends up being what you need. So oh, the um, order of the cards? Like, so we have the money, the, so the heartwarming um, friendship, and yeah. then the... Then the third person. So third person.
1: in my brain, this means, it doesn't necessarily mean romantic partnership. To me, this means business. So I'm getting business from this. So you're doing something so it's maybe you've got a business you're trying to get off the ground grace I
0: don't know who would be doing
1: that I don't know who would be doing that either (laughs) and you've got partners as is like myself but maybe there are other people that are going to come in and really be able to help you kind of kick it off the ground Mm -hmm. so you know I don't know what this might look like. I don't know if maybe in a week or two or if there's already something in your mind where you're thinking like, oh, what is this kind of outside influence that I can bring in that might really help kick things off better. So I honestly think that this this card pull is for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we all know that Grace is a badass and manifesting her dreams. <laughs> and so i think that this uh this spread is 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 encouraging you to you know keep you know keep your heart strong you're doing okay continue with your wonderful partnerships <laughs> and you know you might get some help i i think that 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 you might end up getting some either really good advice um perhaps another kind of partnership maybe maybe like a cross marketing thing that you can do mm-hmm. um but some deal I mean really at the end of the day any way that we all try to get our own things going the way that we do it is because we have help from other people because who the hell knows how to do anything on their own because I sure should know mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so I would just say keep your eyes open and there might be somebody that can come in and give you some help here
0: Awesome. I love that. So I was sort of thinking as I was listening to you also and kind of thinking about the cards um, and the period of time that we just came out of, Mm -hmm. we've done a lot. I think a lot of it was focused on individuality. The essence, the feeling of it was individuality and what's happening for each of us as human beings right now in our own lives, our own experiences. And so now we have this card poll that's talking about hopefully a positive windfall of you know, cash coming in, (laughs) Please, (laughs) Um, but also with these other two cards that, um, that perhaps the positive things that we are met with, you know, coming out of the Scorpio full moon happen in relationship to other people. So, um, you know, we've just done a lot of internal work and now with that, the knowledge of that internal work, we can use that to benefit, um, you know, any partnerships that might, you know, bring us forward a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, so that
0: was that was cool. I loved that. Um so you guys just uh you know, if you don't uh feel like buying a buttload of Oracle cards is for you, that's totally okay. <laughs> you can use playing cards. You can even draw on pieces of paper. So oh, totally. uh, playing absolutely. playing cards numbers if you want. Mm-hmm. Um
1: so we, there are tons of resources online too that you can look for that can help give you some guidance I mean that's how I I mean clearly the bicycle deck does not come with a little pamphlet on how to do card <laughs> <laughs> so you know I mean thankfully they the internet is an amazing thing um but also you can make the cards mean what you can make the what you want to make the cards mean so if you've decided like okay if I just get Black cards, it's going to mean X, And if I get red cards, it's going to mean X. You just tell the cards what they're going to mean. Mm-hmm. And so you can use them in a way that makes sense to you.
0: Awesome. So now I think we can move into our extra woo. our travel stack yes. for the extra woo.: I
1: love the extra woo.
0: And talk about star seeds, extraterrestrials, interdimensionals. So New Age circles, you'll hear a lot of people um, talk about channeling or connecting with other beings. And those beings are called different things by different people. And so you might be wondering, like I did, when I first started hearing this stuff, what's the difference, right? Because you grow up hearing about aliens and aliens are just aliens, and that's it. And then you start getting into maybe a little bit of occult learning New Age stuff, and you start to hear other words referring to things that you thought were just aliens. So extraterrestrials, (laughs) interdimensionals, star beings and star seeds, whole grab bag of words that you can use. And essentially I think of, um, extraterrestrials and interdimensionals and star beings as all being the same thing. So I don't think everyone will agree with me. In fact, I'm pretty sure that they won't, but those terms are interchangeable to me for beings who are, are not angels and exist. Oh, interesting. So,
1: so in your view, you have angels and then everyone else. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's really interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, and they exist elsewhere in our multi-dimensional universe. So for me, angels are, I think I've said on the podcast before, not religious. They are beings that exist in another dimension. So they have a different perspective to offer us. But they are also um, more tied to the management and protection and guidance of Earth generally, and not necessarily so with all of these other groups. yeah so in the 80s you know we'd probably just call these all these groups aliens and leave it at that but uh starseeds are a bit of a different term in 1976 this book came out by brad steiger i think that's how you say his name i of course was not alive in 1976 so that got out there um and the book was called the gods of aquarius and so this idea of starseeds was probably around before that Um, I would imagine like you know uh, oftentimes people are talking about things and then someone eventually is like hey we should probably write a book about it I don't know that that's what happened here but I'm just kind of thinking probably
1: quick question so for some of the starseed stuff um am I am I incorrect then in my assumption that there was some connection with Edgar Cayce giving us this knowledge?
0: yes and i'll talk about him later yeah okay yes yeah. so he is definitely tangentially related also directly related but this book um put out a very specific structure for starseeds and, and how they work so it talks about people on earth whose family origins are actually elsewhere so extraterrestrial interdimensional and so in other words that you could be a person on earth but you're not actually from earth you know your soul is not from earth it's from somewhere else so that was one assertion. And then the other was that um, you could have what he called a walk-in experience. So let's pretend that you went through a near-death experience, right? And you might, you might, um, in that experience, unconscious, p- perhaps, to your 3D life, if you come out of it, have an exchange with an interdimensional where you make an agreement for them to... Um, sort of pass into your 3D body and then they live out the rest of your experience, but you have passed away. Okay. Interesting. And so that would create a sort of a scenario where, um, you know, you might be walking through life and you know, feel like you or people might perceive, you know, your loved ones, that you're a totally different person from who you used to be. And maybe you have special skills that you didn't have before, like you know, Languages that you didn't used to know, you you know, can magically like play the piano like a savant.
1: <laughs> oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, so that's that.
1: You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of like, uh, like uh, changelings.
0: Uh huh. Yeah,
1: like where 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 the fae will come in and swap your kid out with someone else, <laughs> yeah. and they'll live and they'll live their entire existence
0: as mm-hmm. that person's kid. Yep. So that's how he explained um, you know, phenomenon like that. And I know that we've talked um recently on the cast about um swapping the term Soul Spark for higher higher self. Mm -hmm. And so Soul Spark sends fragments of itself to other dimensions and gather information about living and being alive. Um and so I think about star seeds and interdimensionals and how we relate to them differently. So You, the part of your soul spark that is here right now, can originate from Earth, but have a soul spark fragment experience as an interdimensional being that's happening simultaneously.
1: And the mind explodes.
0: Yeah. So here you are, Eliza, right?
1: Linear time is a construct, guys.
0: Yep. (laughs) And you're living your life, okay? And then you have a dream and in this dream you encounter a being that you're you know you're not familiar with but it feels familiar mm-hmm. to you you feel like oh i know them okay so that feeling of familiarity more often than not means that you're encountering another fragment of that master you that soul spark that okay. originating soul spark just having another experience somewhere else okay but here's, so here's how I integrate the concept of your soul spark with the concept of all of these um, extraterrestrial interdimensional groups. So I'm going to share a bunch of info about a lot of groups and their qualities, and you'll hear it and, and a few things might happen, right? So the first thing is you'll hear it and you'll think, "Wow, I feel like there are you know parts of me in all these groups or some of these groups with their qualities, they feel like they resonate with me. So you're connecting to fragments of your soul spark. Who have lived in the past or present as one of these groups. And the stronger the feeling is, the more recent that Soul Spark experience.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm excited to do this. Because <laughs> I'm like, what if I learned something about uh-huh.
0: myself? Yeah. So that's one thing that could happen. Another thing that could happen is you'll think, I don't feel like I resonate with any of these groups. They don't, I don't feel like those qualities describe me at all. So it's possible that your soul spark has concentrated so far on experiencing earth-based learning to this point or learnings on, um, you know, in other dimensions that our collective consciousness is not yet aware of. So, you know, you know, a bunch of us haven't been saying, um, hey, I've had, you know, I had dreams or visions or whatever about X, Y, and Z. And then that information starts to coalesce into into a way that we would describe a group of beings. Interesting. Now, one of the questions that I'm guessing people are wondering, or they might have, is can you originate entirely from another planet? be living in a human body and not remember that you're from another planet? So this kind of connects back to that walk-in experience that we were talking about before.
1: And so just really quick, by other planet, you don't necessarily mean like, mars Mars. no (laughs) (laughs) they were like i'm a martian and i do not know it what the hell yeah though that would be fucking awesome (laughs) Mm -hmm. all of a sudden we realized that like half of earth's population were like martians some were from pluto (laughs) wait is pluto a planet again i don't know because it got demoted and then i think it got like reintegrated
0: Oh boy! I, I feel kind of bad for Pluto. So basically, Pluto is a reflection of our cancel culture. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would be such a good master's thesis. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I not back in school? God damn it! I need to do like sociology or anthropology or something, and and make that <laughs> into a
0: master's thesis. Pluto and the cancel culture. <laughs> oh god life so um so what we're talking about here in other words is like an interdimensional who is temporarily setting up shop in a human body
1: sweet also uh, freaky but sweet yeah
0: and so i'll admit that this is where i have a hard time you know believing that it happens a whole lot if at all i think it's more likely that we encounter our soul fragments um you know having experiences elsewhere and choosing to appear and interact with us um and the groups are from you know other dimensionality right so imagine living as you know pure energy in some cases and trying to take form so that you can interact with us here on you know earth which is one of the densest possible places ever um, and sometimes things get mixed up in that translation right almost like um you know <laughs> if you like were like tel- like uh, transporting in star trek you know the partners uh-huh. are coming together quite right when you get to where you're going oh my god <laughs>
1: And then somebody makes a sitcom and it's awesome. Yep. Yep. Oh my God, so, there's so much creativity coming out of this episode, Grace. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've been tasked <laughs> to create all of these like <laughs> creative analyses and uh, sorry, my brain.
0: No right. So um, you know, it's a short way of saying that um the these beings can look a little bit funny, right? If you have a visual experience of them. So the short answer to the question of our aliens among us is complicated because it's from our 3D point of view, you know? Now, Eliza, I know you've been thinking about Starseed stuff for a while now, especially because you've gotten feedback from readers about Mm -hmm. um, star beings as part of your makeup. So what do you think about all this?
1: Um... So that's the thing that I struggle with. So, um, I'm glad that you had mentioned at the very kind of beginning of your explanation that there are some times when you can either feel like, oh, I totally identify with this thing, or I identify a little bit with some of these things, or I don't identify at all with any of these things. Um, so I don't know, like, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say, um, because I honestly I go through like phases of thinking that like, oh, maybe there is some star seed, maybe there is some X, Y, Z. But then I'm like, I've also told you sometimes where I'm like, oh no, I'm just Earth-based completely. There's just mm-hmm. no question. So I'm really interested to hear your explanation and kind of see if anything starts to to come together. But also, as you had mentioned, uh, you can be all of it all at once and your brain can explode when you think about
0: it. Yeah. So
1: it might be that. <laughs>
0: So I, I know that um, you, kind of like you were saying, and we've talked um, offline before about you feeling very earth-based. And I know that most of your guides, I think, have also appeared as very nature-based um, or earth-based. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think it's really important to remember that there's so much validity in your 3D experience. We shouldn't just like erase it because we're also connecting to the spiritual, the unseen,
1: Absolutely. That's that feeling grounded situation. Yeah. Like you still are in your 3D existence
0: mm-hmm. and yeah.
1: whatever happens there actually
0: matters. Right. And so just because you're getting information, you know, from a reader, it doesn't mean that it's as literal as it's given like for a lot of different reasons. Um, and I think maybe we'll do an episode on making sense of a reading.
1: At mm-hmm. some I think that's a great
0: idea. But I thought we would just put that out there um, as we're getting into this conversation. So, who are these other beings? What are some of the other soul spark fragment experiences? You know, the groups that they might be having experiences in. Um, what are they like, and what might you expect to be met with if you're interacting with them by channeling, or maybe dreaming? You know, dreaming is um, often when a lot of intuitive stuff happens because we're fully relaxed and we're really in that meditative, like transitional state.
1: Speaking of you guys, I'm so excited about this. And I told Grace about this already. I had my first, like, very clear, um, like, dream reality situation congruence, like, two days ago. So I was having this dream where I was realizing that I was going to go and see one of my favorite bands of all time, very formative in my life. They're called Bikini Kill Riot Girl Originators. Um, I love them to death. And in my dream, I was like, watching like a tv interview i think with kathleen hannah and she was talking about like touring and everything and i was getting super stoked and i was thinking i was like oh i need to get tickets and i want to go and i want to see them and i'm going to watch it and it's gonna be amazing and then i woke up rolled over in bed opened my phone like you do uh checked my email like you do and i saw a Ticketmaster email saying tickets for bikini kill on sale today (gasps) right oh my god so this kind of shit doesn't happen with me like I'm not one of those like I don't know I, I my gifts don't manifest that way like I don't have a lot of precognition like a lot of that stuff just isn't part of like how I operate so like this actually happening was like a big deal um so I just wanted to share it with you guys I
0: was very excited I love that So we got some um, timeline connection coming in. Right. Awesome. Okay, so what are some of the things that you might experience, the characteristics um, of the groups that you could interact with here? And have I got some wacky, mind-blowing information for you? (sighs)
1: Love some wacky mind-blowing information.
0: Yeah. So the first group that we'll talk about now, I'll start by saying that there are more groups than this. You know, if you scour the internet, you'll find them. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are kind of the main groups that a lot of people are talking about most often. So the Syrians are the first group, and they are. Reported... We don't mean the ones from the Levant, by the way. No. <laughs>
1: we are not referring to people from the levant or people that live in beirut
0: yes no this is s i well i don't know maybe they are still the same way they're reported to be originated from the Sirius star which is the brightest star in our sky so some people believe that they um you know, originated incarnated life on Earth and that the star is the origin of our ancestors. But based on my intro, you can probably guess that I'm a little bit doubtful on that point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so interacting, you know, as a channel reader or in an encounter, you might perceive them sort of like the salt of the Earth. They're really spiritual and grounded. Uh, They have the ability to tolerate a whole range of truths without pushing their own. stay anchored by their personal truths the whole time they aren't too focused on the past so sometimes they repress things and they aren't super emotional either so they're calm good under pressure and someone you'd want to help you you know like tackle an overwhelming to-do list they wouldn't be deterred by that that's not me (laughs) I felt like I related to them a little bit I have to say
1: yeah I I can see that for sure I can definitely see that Grace is very she's very Grace gets shit done and she's very able to like one of the reasons why she makes a great friend in general is just because she like when you when you feel really emotional about things and you're having trouble like I don't know just wrapping your mind around shit she'll just be like oh well obviously blah 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 and it's all very calm and like it all makes sense you're like oh my god of course (laughs) So, yes, this this sounds very much like it could be part of you.
0: But, you know, that being said, uh, there are times when I can admit I can maybe miss the emotional part of the experience. I have to be mindful of that.
1: Also a Gemini.
0: Yes, 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 I am. Indeed.
1: Oh, be, it would be interesting to see if there's, like, any kind of, like, consistency in terms of, like, people who we generally assume or or identify as different kinds of star seeds and things if their uh astrological charts are somewhat similar
0: who can we get to fund all of this amazing research right? that we're coming up with there
1: is so much good research that can be done why aren't we like those really rich people <laughs> that just have money to fucking throw away on shit like if i was elon musk oh my god i almost
0: said his name i was like maybe he'll fund us
1: <laughs> i mean It's outer spacey, Yeah. Maybe we can send him a proposal. And he's wacky enough to where he might just be like, great idea. Yep. It's just like, depends on what day of the week. Or the Gaia network. Or the Gaia network. Oh, my God. Yeah, they must have a ton of money right now. I'm sure, like, every rich housewife in in Brentwood gives
0: them money. (laughs) So. All right. The next group, I know that Eliza is going to be, like, pumped that I'm talking about this are the reptilians. (laughs) Lizard people. (laughs) Lizard people, yes. So they look exactly as their name implies, reptilian. And there's a lot of conjecture about these beings and their intentionality. And I actually think it's pretty interesting to talk about them because there's a lot of fear-based stuff floating around that's Um, very much a conspiracy theory. And you all know how Eliza and I feel about fear-based stuff. No, thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) And we always talk about the danger of polarity anyway, you know, extreme poles of good and bad. Um, And I, I say intentionality varies across all beings, just like it does for us. So we're more complex than all good or all bad. And I think that that can apply to all of the groups that we're talking about today, too. That makes sense to me, too. Yeah. But if you do happen to watch the Gaia Network or follow what's his name David, something, I don't know, he has a lot of conspiracy theories about the reptilians. Oh,
1: is it what's his name? <laughs> yeah, the one, the one who thinks that all the presidents are lizard people, yes, sent yeah. by the Illuminati to control us.
0: Yes. So the conspiracy theory, as I oh, understand great. it, is um... okay. So uh, maybe some of the background will help um, explain perhaps why that theory has come about so
1: the family member formerly known as metatron loves that guy
0: yes so these beings have a reputation for having warred with each other and destroying their home planet in the process and looking for a (laughs) new place to go but but it's funny until you think about it this way who does that sound like
1: human beings
0: yes exactly so (laughs) all human beings yes for like in time in memoriam like we have warred with each other forever um are in the process of destroying our home planet and in the process of looking for potential other places to go so um pot kettle okay (laughs) (laughs) you know as human beings we so love to blame our problems on others (laughs) that's true so here's a group that you know we can blame our problems on and the conspiracy theory is sort of that the, these beings are occupying human bodies and taking over our politicians. And no, okay, guys, just no, <laughs> no. <laughs> just no. Because I don't even, I don't even agree that the in the, the whole like walk in experience. It's not part of my how I've connected with the information personally. So, but some of the positive qualities, all right, of the reptilians include things like bringing order and direction very easily accomplishing tasks, naturally putting together structure and organization and working with a spirit of loyalty, duty, courage, um, tapping into ability to transcend difference toward acceptance so that things can move forward. They're fascists.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, the lizard people are fascists.
0: Yep, so those are the reptilians. Interesting. Yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up that conspiracy theory. I know that, you know, in spiritual um, culture, there's sort of two minds that happen, right? Um, One school of thought is that if we talk about it, we're giving it life and energy. And then another school of thought is that if we don't talk about it, then um, we're somehow protecting ourselves. But again, that's a dichotomy. And I think that that's bullshit. So we're going to talk about it, but we're going to talk about it in terms of the full range of possibility.
1: Yes, I am of that mind as well. I believe that burying something under, you know, a rock doesn't make it actually go away. Yeah. It's not Schrodinger's cat.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't feel bad if you feel like you relate to some of these reptilian positive qualities because mm-hmm. that's some good shit right there. Yeah, Absolutely. So the next group is the Lyrans, and we have another animalistic um, group here. Their origin story sort of goes like this. So the Lyran people's universe came to some kind of positive end, some sort of holistic, full circle learning where they like accomplished their intention of existence. And that meant that they were ready to move on to learning about life and living elsewhere. What does this sound like? Your soul spark, right?
1: I was gonna say it sounds like me a
0: little bit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So you come to some kind of and and each of us, right? So as uh-huh. we encounter different situations in our lives, we come to holistic learning, and we're ready to move on to something else. But these beings are reportedly cat-like in their features, so they look like cat people. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And they're thought to be the oldest and most wise, um, and and it, because of their their age universal age, they're, it's believed that very, very few of them choose to interact visually in 3D. So I don't know how we came to this cat-like features of when a lot of people aren't seeing them. Um, but they're cat-like in their qualities as well. Okay, so they're sort of loners, deeply spiritual and psychic, deeply connected to metaphysics, and they're working a lot in the space in between. So in all of that psychic and spiritual stuff. Interacting visually would feel like pretty complicated. Like you're being met with someone that's like studying you, and um, studying you so that it can try to inter interact as human like as possible. But telepathy channeling smoother. So you might also experience them as a bit reserved and kind of prioritizing communicating only what's important to say. So if you're a channel or you're um, meditating and with the intention of connecting with anyone in these groups, your soul spark or not. Um, and what you're getting back is very limited. It's possible that it might be Lyran. Mm. They're not going to be conversing with you in the same way that we would, having friendly, polite conversation, because they're prioritizing only what's most important for you to know. So Arcturians are the next group. And... I feel like the Arcturians and the next group, the Pleiadians are the two groups that I've been hearing the most about lately. And these beings are said to exist entirely within dimensionality and higher than 3D. Um, But some believe it's possible that they may originate from the Andromedans, which is another group that we're not talking about today. Um, But just to put that out there if you guys are interested in Googling. So we perceive perceived them as the white or gray aliens pictured in, like, the Roswell style.
1: Oh, okay. I was wondering if we were going to get to that at some point.
0: Yep. So the oddly shaped heads, big bow leg eyes. And part of that is because of that translation that happens between them being other dimensional and appearing in 3D. Gotcha. So I don't, you know, we sort of don't know what they actually look like, but that's what they look like to us here
1: oh interesting still interesting that they have overall humanoid shape Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. interesting
0: yeah and they're overall they're said to be like the most technologically advanced in the universe which i guess makes sense right we think of the ufos flying saucers Mm -hmm. we're not coming up with that shit so they (laughs) must be we're trying but we we have at least that we know of right right. um a lot of people are channeling the Arctur- Arcturians lately, and Edgar Casey is the most famous channel, I think, of the Arcturians. So that's our direct connection, for the most part, um, although there are others who have channeled them. So I read an article, and I think you'll find this interesting. I read an article that um, used Sheldon Cooper from the Big Bang Theory as an example for what it would be like to interact with an Arcturian. I, in my, I've honestly
1: never seen the Big
0: oh, Bang Theory. Oh, really? Okay. Right now. So what's, for those who watch it, what's he like? He's like a genius. And so there's intention for sharing knowledge, but he's also pretty like persnickety and um, everyone else is aware of him being annoying, but he's not. (laughs) So his energy is spent on mental mastery, which means social interaction doesn't go as well. So of course he's rubbing people the wrong way, but he's the only guy in the room that, you know, isn't aware of that happening. So what would it be like to interact with one of these um, beings? You'd be interacting with a personality kind of like that. And they would be brainy, precise, into crazy tech shit, you know. And in this case, um, uh, you could feel like um, they're rubbing you the wrong way. You know, I'm I'm not going to send you messages in a diplomatic friendly (laughs) way. This is how it is. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Um, But they are pretty well versed at, using the f out of sacred geometry and the vibrations of sound for
1: healing oh cool yeah that's really cool you know what that almost kind of reminds me of too is like um oh man I forget what it's called like indigo children Mm -hmm. Uh, or even certain like people on the spectrum who are able to like Mm -hmm. operate at this like insanely borderline our conception of like magical way of like using their minds Mm -hmm. but may not necessarily have like the ability to use social graces you know things like that but are capable of doing all of these things that seem supernatural to us
0: yeah and i um I'll put this out there with the caveat that I haven't done a lot of in-depth thinking about it and so this is just a preliminary thought that I'm having right now in this moment. Um, but my my gut reaction is that it perhaps maybe the the experience there is of folks who have had lots of spirit spark experience perhaps as an arcturian and this may be one of their first experiences in a 3D earth experience.
1: That, that makes a lot of sense. Like, you're st- still trying to figure out how things
0: work here. Right. And, and if we think about, like, soul contracts and stuff, like, what a gift to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh, absolutely. Teaching us um, a different way of being and, in a lot of cases, a better way of being. Mm-hmm. All right. So the Pleiadians are the next group. And these beings are said to be from the Ple- Pleiades star system. And generally reported to be younger than uh, some of the other groups on this list. And younger, older, complicated words, I think, mm-hmm. given the context of everything we're talking about. But a lot of people are channeling these beings as of late. And at their origins, they're um, said to be teachers and guides for Earth. And many believe that the way that they are and exist is sort of our next stop in terms of evolution. Oh, so. Here's some GRE shit for you, okay? The Arcturians are teachers to the Pleiadians as the Pleiadians are teachers to us. So probably not something of a correlation you'll find in an exam, but (laughs) (laughs) the Arcturians are teachers to the Pleiadians and then the Pleiadians are our teachers. So interacting with this group, you could expect to feel some deep healing potentially. They're empathic, sensitive, communicative, um, and seem to have kind of like a mystical, you know, sense of really knowing um, a source energy connection. And that makes sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. these qualities would benefit us most in terms of our evolution, especially if you look at the way we've treated each other historically. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we got another animal group, our last group, the avians. I bet you can guess what they look like
1: are they birds?
0: They are bird people. (laughs) (laughs) We say these like bird people, right? Like people because we're here having our experience and that's the language. Right.
1: Like that's how, yeah, exactly. Like that's how our brains like interpret it in in this existence. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. But I wanted to, before we jump into this totally, talk a little bit about how interesting it is that we have in these very ancient Um, pieces of artwork cave art and um, art in the pyramids imagery of beings that are part animal part human oh yeah totally we have Egyptian gods with like cat heads and here we are talking about lyrans Um, and this next group the avians and we have Egyptian um, beings with bird heads yep and crocodile heads and crocodile heads yeah so we've talked so far about reptile beings, cat beings, so of course we have to have our bird beings. So these beings are sort of a mystery in terms of their origin story, but one cool point is that it's possible they're depicted as the winged people in ancient Sumerian art, and mm. the Egyptian god Toth, Toth, is perhaps a representative. Um, who may or may not be the same as the Toth the from the mysterious emerald tablets that you may hear about if you're have been in metaphysical circles or are just, you know, starting to circulate in them on your own. So those are books that often reference or that are often referenced in New Age pages, podcasts, blah blah blah. And of course the God of Toth is credited with a lot of visionary shit like creating languages, writing, and moral judgment. So one of the unique calling cards of this group is that the development of their consciousness happened with the power of thought. Hmm. They are strong visionary thinkers who apparently have innovative technology. Um, And what would you need to maybe accomplish something like that? A bird's eye view.
1: Also, because everything comes back to video games, I am currently playing uh, Origins.
0: Finally.
1: Finally. Uh,
0: that I a very beautiful game. It is beautiful.
1: <laughs> it is beautiful. And so naturally, I'm making all of these connections because everything is a simulation. <laughs> 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 I'm just visualizing Senu flying over the oh. Egyptian countryside
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
1: gathering information for us as yep,
0: to give us the Y-X of the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the Atheans are, I guess, less rare than the Lyrans, but um, they are definitely um, you know more rare than like the Arcturians and the Plei- Pleiadians. Um, they might exhibit qualities like uh, remembering and examining minute details more so than others, um, but also remember things in terms of their essence or fundamental meaning. So they're visionary, a bit precognitive, or able to predict the future, and it's hard for them to be confined in a way. So they can even feel uncomfortable projecting their energy into three D density. Interesting. But uh, the one of the things that struck me as I was looking into these groups is all the different connections between, um, you know, ancient art, the way that we make sense of the world, the way that we make sense of our own behavior, um, and And that was just kind of a really cool thing to think about the translation, the back and forth, the mutual translation, or the circular translation of um, uh, other, other place, other worldly information, but also making sense of very earthly information and very earthly Mm -hmm. influences.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So those are just some of the star beings that you can learn about all over the interwebs. Um, if you want to hear spiritual people channeling some of them, there's a really cool series on the Gaia TV app who they don't know yet, but are going to fund all of, all of our cool research ideas. Yeah, all that of our research. <laughs> <laughs> and that series is called interviews with extra dimensionals. So I've watched a few of the episodes and they, there's a, um, a host who is also the interviewer for the people that are channels and he talks with them a little bit about their journey when they started channeling for the first time um, you know what their relationship has been like to channeling these other beings and they actually do live channeling as part of the episode oh that's neat yeah and another cool thing to do with this information is to use it to begin intentionally connecting to your own spirit sparks learnings as these beings but if you're a reader um, or learning to do readings, it helps add a little bit more color and texture to the readings that you're offering to people who might be sitting for you. So with more background information, you can you know, sort of discern qualities of maybe a guide that you're connecting to on someone's behalf or, and you know, able to identify them as perhaps a part of one of these groups. Um, if you're in meditation also, or you know, like we talked about in dreams, you might find yourself encountering Um, either one of your soul spark fragments or someone else's as one of these beings. And they can benevolently offer attunements, spiritual attunements or downloads, Um, especially the Pleiadians who are kind of helping us on our evolution per the reported folks. I think the most important thing to, to return to, um, especially if you start scouring the web for more information is you can pretty much like scrap the crap about things like reptilians and treating the government and masquerading as politicians for nefarious purposes.
1: Fairly certain that's not a thing.
0: Yeah. We are moving toward generally, um, you know, loving unity consciousness. And that really, you know, that stuff just really isn't true and perpetuates, you know, fear-based binary thinking and divisions. Mm
1: -hmm. So Grace, since you've done so much of this uh, research, where do you identify like what if any different beings do you believe that you've got part of your spark
0: from so I actually felt like when I was doing this that I connected to the Syrians um let me see here I'm just reading through my notes um and kind of I I don't really feel Generally like triggered by people having truths other than my own. I can I can pretty much understand uh, the range of perspectives, but also stay grounded in my own truth. Mm-hmm. The reptilians, um, organization and structure. Mm-hmm. I feel like I connected with that. The... I,
1: I saw you a lot as an avian.
0: Really? Yeah. Let me let me go down to the avians here. So the avians were Oh yes. So, remembering and examining minute details, remembering things in terms of their essence or fundamental meaning, precognitive, being able to predict the future, um, but feeling confi- confined, in a three D density. Yeah, I would yeah,
1: agree. yeah. That that's that felt very you to me. Yeah.
0: How about you? Did you connect with any of these? Um, I
1: believe that I did connect. Um. To the Lyrans, Lyrans? Mm-hmm. Lyrans. Yep. Um I, de- I definitely connected to that, um, just like the constant pursuit of knowledge kind of thing, um, that felt very, that made a lot of sense, oftentimes just very kind of, a lot of times when I'm conveying information, I don't convey enough, like, like, especially when, when it comes to work or anything like that, I'm almost brief to a point, Mm -hmm. where people kind of like go into discussion and blah 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 and i'll just say no this Mm -hmm. that's it why do we need to talk more about
0: it (laughs) yeah which is so interesting because i could totally see how that would also translate um directly into this feeling of being primarily earth-based because Mm -hmm. they're not really spending a whole lot of time here right so if your experience has been primarily there and now here I could see that feeling like a, a disconnection, right? Like, yeah. Um, and in your in terms of like a reading style, to say, well, this is what's most important. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, I understand you've asked me a question, but this is what's coming through as most important for you. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it, it's very kind of direct. I don't get super effusive
0: mm-hmm. with
1: information. I get, I, I can like wax poetic on things when I'm like having, I don't know, kind of like like my brain is 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 feeling inspiration, but in terms of when I'm just conveying information, it's very cut and dry and very to the point. Like my academic writing, for example, is just fucking tedious because there is no flair <laughs> whatsoever. And it's like I would struggle so much having enough content to like fill page limits and stuff. Or I'm like, I already told you the what I'm trying to say yep. like I, I shouldn't need
0: right to you're to like I've thought about this a while and I can tell you exactly and precisely what I'm right to say, which is a great skill seriously that not um not a lot of us have
1: yeah uh my brevity is great until people don't want brevity mm-hmm. um well can you talk about that a little more like I do I have to <laughs> why mm-hmm. but then of course like when anything isn't fact based and it's just conjecture or I'm just kind of like bullshitting, like I'll just blabber forever and
0: mm-hmm. make no
1: sense. Mm-hmm. So
0: I, don't I would know. be really interested to know um, or to to hear more about um any you know intentional meditation you do around connecting with Lyra's.
1: Oh that's a good idea. I should. I thought a little bit I I had a little bit of a connection to the Pleiadians. Mm -hmm. Um, Not quite as strong but I definitely felt a little bit of a of a I don't know, almost like a translator Mm -hmm. kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, Like being able to interpret things for people in a way that's a little more digestible or makes sense to them instead of just like direct like very arcturian way of being like xyz mm-hmm. understand it now mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. facts mm-hmm. is facts
0: <laughs> yeah and it reminds me a lot of i'm just thinking about our research study that we were thinking about in terms of um that's going to be funded by uh the guy on our tv, TV. <laughs> The astrological signs mapping onto any of these groups, but also clear abilities mapping onto any of these groups. So this, um, the Pleiadians, um, and, you know, almost mystical sense of knowing or having a direct connection to source energy reminds me a lot of claircognizance, which mm-hmm. is of oh, your clair is the one that you use most often. Yeah. And in the avians, when we're talking about seeing things from a bird's eye view, and what happens most often for me are um, clairvoyant pictures. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I I think that that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. So guys, you know, as you're kind of listening, um, or as you were listening, or maybe listening back to the qualities of these groups, I think that's kind of a great way to think through um, how you connect with things. It's not always a literal, you know, one-to-one translation, like, oh, well, the so-and-so is our sensitive, but I don't feel particularly sensitive you may be connecting with them in other ways in the way that your clear senses work um, in this experience that you're having right now. Um, Or maybe you just have an internal sense that um, you've had an experience as one of these groups already.
1: Or just if one, you hear one, you're like, oh, and you feel like a a affinity for it. You just Mm -hmm. say, oh, this, this, this makes sense, or this is lovely. Or so, you know, like when you feel a warmth, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a good indicator.
0: Yeah. And it's also reminding me of our ancestors episode and the way that we talk about ancestors, our ancestors only here in this experience. Um, I don't think so. Yeah.
1: I think not. Yeah. Also, if you want your mind to explode, explode more, think about that for a minute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's all I had for us today. I hope that was helpful for you guys and interesting. and um you know kind of explained a little bit more about potential stuff that you guys could be experiencing or have experienced in your life and with that i think we can wrap things up
1: absolutely and as per usual if you have any questions comments you just want to engage with us we're on the social medias go find us we're easy to get um we'd love to interact with you and yeah until okay. next time Thanks for
0: avoiding muggle life with us
1: at The Cauldron Cooler. If you like our magical banter, please leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever newfangled podcast platform the kids use these days. And tell your friends to give us a listen,
0: real or imaginary. If you have any feedback, questions, or just want to say hi, you can email us at aroundthecauldronpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at around underscore the underscore cauldron and like our page on Facebook. I'm sure we'll do more social media things once we get the hang of all this nonsense.